As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for inspired conversations with publisher Linda Joy. On Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned, and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired conversations to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living. Welcome to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy, publisher of Aspire Magazine, the premier inspirational digital magazine for women since 2006. You may also know me as the best-selling publisher at the hybrid boutique publishing company, InspiredLivingPublishing.com, where we're dedicated to publishing books that inspire women to live their best lives personally and professionally. You know, every day, people suffer heartbreaks of some kind, right? Whether it's a loss of a loved one, divorce, illness, loss of a job or home, and in I think we all seek to understand why these losses and traumas have befallen us and how we can make it through in one piece. And today we're going to be talking about that and so much more because it is possible to traverse the jagged edges of growth and emerge as the hero, whole, happy, and awaken to a deep love affair with life once again, as my special guest, Christine Carlson, knows firsthand. Christine is a New York Times bestselling author speaker, and leader in the field of transformation. After collaborating with her late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson, to create a publishing industry phenomenon with the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series, selling more than 25 million copies worldwide. Today, Chris is emerging as a profound teacher in the areas that matter most to the human heart, how to heal and how to love. Chris has captivated readers around the world with her previous six books, which includes the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff for Mums, and a book um, that really um, touched my heart um, at a critical time in a family member's life, An Hour to Live, An Hour to Love, the true story of the best gift ever given. And in her forthcoming book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, The Hero's Journey to Joy, Christine offers a process for healing that goes beyond common prescriptions for getting through the pain of heartbreak of all kinds. She takes readers by the hand, giving them a life-altering map for navigating the journey from loss to joy. 
one that can awaken them to a deep love affair with life. You can learn more at FromHeartBreakToWholeness.com. Welcome, Chris. Oh, Linda, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, it's so wonderful to be back on your show again and to be talking with you. Well, you and I go back a long time. You were a columnist for Aspire Magazine, and you know I'm passionate and just I've always loved the work that you do in the world. And I think well, the reason I'm so drawn to you, Chris, and, the, and your message is because, you know the saying, your mess becomes your message? Mm-hmm. You've turned such sorrow and pain and loss into something beautiful that's now touching so many other people's lives. So when I heard you had a new book coming out, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, I'm like, oh my God, I have to get Chris here because so many of us struggle through this process. So let's talk about it. So is your book written primarily just for people who are grieving the loss of someone through death or divorce, or is it even broader? No, actually, I really include so many stories in this book, um, everything from people, you know, getting life-changing news of their health to people losing their jobs, losing their homes. Um, but, you know, this, this book is really primarily for people who have gone through or are going through a really huge transition and change that puts them in an identity crisis. And, you know, that as we know, as human beings, especially adult human beings, we, we start to realize that there are many things that put us in an identity crisis. And, and certainly midlife is the least of our concerns. <laughs> oh, yes, I agree with that. And, and so I like that you said that because um, loss can be anything that impacts us on a deep level. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's anything that um, puts us on a new trajectory in life where we feel suddenly that, our, our life is, is not the same. Our life has changed for any number of reasons, and we know that it's not the same, and yet we don't really know what, what's in our future. And I think that's what identifies the feeling of what it feels like to be in crisis and to be standing, you know, on the edge of the unknown is not where people are, you know, really like to be very much until you learn to love that feeling, until you learn to know that that's actually the most creative place you can be on is in the unknown. You just don't. But most people, we, we live under the illusion that we have control over our destiny and our lives and, and that we have a modicum of control. Then suddenly something happens and we realize, oh, my gosh, we don't have any control. Exactly. And for our listeners, take us back, uh, Chris, and, and share your personal experience uh, when you lost Richard that led many years later to the writing of this book because that was such a deep loss for you. And I have to say, as someone that had always followed Richard's work and was reading your books, it was a loss to the world. So it was multi-layered for you. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Linda. Um, yeah, you know, and I, I have to share this story a lot, and, and it's become less emotionally charged for me as I share it. But I, what I want the listeners to know is that you know, even though you can share a story that's, you know, that's a long time ago. For me, it's almost 11 years ago now. It's still very tender to my heart, very, you know, I always miss my beloved. Um, 
you know, he was my life partner and my very best friend and the person that I saw myself spending my entire life with. So at 45 years old and I was 43, we had no way of knowing that he would get on a flight, um, a normal, you know, business trip flight, and that he would never get off that flight because he died of a pulmonary embolism on the descent of that flight. And, you know, if you had known Richard and known the kind of man he was and how vibrant he was, it wasn't something that you could ever guess that it would happen. And so, you know, the shock of that was enormous, and it was... Um, a catalyst event in my life. And, you know, I always say that these kinds of events can really go two ways, you know, and sometimes they go both ways at the same time. You know, sometimes an event will rock your world so bad and you do go under for a while and and you feel like you're not going to get out of bed. Um, and but, but there's a point in your journey where you have to make that pivot and you have to say, I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to live because I'm here to live. And... That's what this book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, is about. It's about taking that first step on that journey and really deciding that, you know, we can't often do very much about the things that happen to us, but we can do a lot about how we step into that journey and how we step forward in our own healing and how we um, manage our own healing, you know, because this is what the task has to be when somebody goes through a heartbreaking loss or an identity crisis. They really need to see this as a new journey, that they're embarking on a journey that's going to take them into a whole different life and a better one. And and that's really what I want to um, promise to people is that if they step into this transformation process with me in this book as I hold them their hand, they're going to go through a journey with me and they are going to arrive at a better place. And it's going to take them a lot less time than it took me because I've essentially distilled 10 years of healing into this book. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, and you've been teaching this and living it, right? You live by example, and, you know, I've been following you for many years. And what I also love about this is the subtitle, The Hero's Journey to Joy. And, you know, I'm all about living in joy and following my joy and following my bliss and making decisions from that place. But when we experience life and and darkness comes, right, when we're mourning or we've gone through a struggle in our lives, we can sometimes falsely believe that joy is outside of our reach. So when Absolutely. I, yeah, when I read that hero's journey, it is that when you are in the darkness and hurting and pain, it does take courage, doesn't it? It certainly does. And, and that is the, the largest pivot turn a person will ever make is to decide not that they're not going to suffer because we don't we are going to we are all going to suffer when we go through loss that's just the way it is however you if you stay in the victimhood of your suffering and you you and you don't knowingly or you knowingly or unknowingly stay there you're going to suffer longer and perhaps not make the path to joy and this is this is such a strong part of my work with people and such a strong part of even if you go back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series, it's inherent in the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series that you take personal responsibility for your own happiness. And and the same thing is true when we face circumstances of adversity, that 
you must take responsibility for your own growth and for your journey um, in healing. You have to because nobody else is going to do it for you. It's it's one of the few times in our lives where, despite all the help that you have and the assistance with people around you, you are on your own on that choice, and you have to make it. And I, I really, you know, make it really clear that, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is a little hoarse this morning. <laughs> Um, I think it was that ice cream I ate last night. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know your secret. (laughs) Yeah, I almost never eat ice cream, but I ate some last night, so my voice is a little hoarse. But anyway, so I was saying that, you know, you you really make that clear choice that you're not going to sit in self-pity very long. And, you know, while you may leave her back and forth in grief, that's normal. You have to get up and you have to decide you're going to step into this journey and you have to take responsibility for your own healing. And and um, that's why I really wrote this book was so that people would really get that piece because that's a huge piece in life. And no matter what happens to you from this point forward, if you understand that one thing, I promise you, you'll never suffer quite as much. I mean, you'll always feel pain and, and loss, but you'll never suffer quite as much if you can really know that you can choose to be the hero of your own story. Mm, that's so beautiful and such an empowering way of looking at life also, you know, from the, from the perspective of the person going through it. It's so disempowering to stay in the story. And my wake-up call was the moment I realized I had a choice. And this is like 26 years ago. I had the choice to stay in the story of being a victim in childhood or choose a new story, and I chose a new story that set me on this path in 1991. And so now I believe in the power of choice and looking at something, even this, right? Like There's a client I had a few years ago, Christine, and maybe you have shared stories like this in the book also. Her whole identity was her corporate identity for 30 years because she started her job young. And as what happens is, as you know, businesses change and they let her go that loss was like the loss of a limb to her have you experienced that with your clients she didn't it was such a deep loss that it threw her whole world in chaos oh yeah because it's an identity crisis and whenever we go through an identity crisis it's as if our ego has died a death and it has and when your ego dies a death You know, the beautiful thing is that, you know, while it feels incredibly vulnerable and raw, the beautiful thing is that as the ego dies a death, what's really inside of you is who you really are outside the ego has a chance to emerge. And that's, but the ego is very scared and a very, very huge part of our psyche. And anybody who is attached to their career and that sense of identity is going to go through a massive ego annihilation when that career ends. This goes back to what Wayne Dyer says, if you are what you do, then when you don't, you aren't. And that's such a huge, a huge piece of the puzzle. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Isn't that, Linda? That, you know, we have to um, arrive in these heartbreaking circumstances and we have to find our way out of them. And, you know, I'm sure coming to you was a really big, huge step for her. And I'm sure that you kept pointing to that, that she needs to choose something different for herself now. She needs to go back to her passion. She needs to rediscover those aspects of herself that she left behind before she became that corporate identity. Exactly. And one of the things I share, I had to learn myself, but I share with clients is that we are not the label we use to exist in the world. Like, I'm a best-selling publisher, or inspirational catalyst, or a New York Times best-selling author. That's what we do. It is not who we are. Exactly. And it wasn't, I had to come to that, probably, I'm going to be 56, I'd say, in my 40s. And, and it was a wake-up call, like, what do you mean? Yes, that, that isn't who I am. And I had to go deep because I, like you just shared, I, I came to the realization that if that was taken away, who would I be? And so in your book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, The Hero's Journey to Joy, you're speaking about all these kinds of experiences that cause us to question the truth of who we are. Absolutely. And to emerge as who we are, you know, not not who we think we are or who we have decided we are in the world or who the world has told us to be, but to really allow this change to alchemize something really beautiful within you and and to make you actually, as you emerge from this change, feel more whole and complete than you've ever felt. That's that's really the promise of the book and that's certainly the journey that I went on and what that I'm still on, you know, that I've arrived at this place in, you know, eleven years after my loss where I feel so whole and so complete and so sovereign in my life that I realized that it's it's about having a love affair with life, isn't it? It's about being so in love with life first that no matter what happens within that life, you see it all as a journey, that it all makes sense that, of course, we're going to have our losses and we're going to have our joys and our blessings. And that's just the whole scope of the journey, isn't it, Linda? I mean, I'm sure you've seen that in your own world, and yet we don't welcome, and I don't more than, I don't, as much as I can say this, I don't welcome additional loss in my life. Nobody wants that. But if it arrives, you know, I want you to know that you have a game plan in this book, and I know that I have one from this point forward as well. Mm, What a beautiful gift for yourself, but as well as others. And we're going to go to our first break, Christine, and when we come back, what 
I'm going to ask you what you would say to the person who is right now in this moment, in the middle of loss, someone who's suffering. And I want to talk about that when we come back from our first break. I'll be back in a moment with Christine Carlson. You can learn all about her new book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, at fromheartbreaktowholeness.com. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Inspiration for a woman's soul. Aspire Magazine. Inspiring and supporting women on the path of self-discovery. Claim your free digital subscription today, which includes access to thousands of dollars of personal development bonus gifts from Team Inspiration Partners. Claim your Aspire Magazine subscription today at subscribetoaspire.com. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food than we know what to do with in this country, yet 17 million kids in America are struggling with hunger. Makes no sense. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Hey, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is OTRFM. Part of the IOM Radio Network. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy, and with me today is Christine Carlson, New York Times bestselling author, speaker, and leader in the field of transformation. And I got to tell you something else about Christine. She holds these live events, currently include the What Now Retreat along the Northern California coast, along with the What Now online program and the Women's Wisdom and Yoga Retreat in Italy. Come on, I know you guys can picture yourself there. She has been featured on national radio and television, including the Today Show, Good Morning America, The View, and The Oprah Winfrey Show. And Chris, I'm thrilled that you're here with me today to talk about this important topic. Well, thanks, Linda. I'm so happy to be here talking with you. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. So there's someone listening right now in this moment who's right in the middle of loss. And what would you say to them? You know, I would just say hold on, hold on. You know, this when you're in the throes and in the very first days, weeks, and months of loss, it's it's really just about holding on, eating, breathing, sleeping, um, taking really amazing care of yourself, um, trying to create stillness and space wherever you can. You know, when somebody's in loss, a lot of times our culture tells 
us to be busy. And, you know, there's plenty of stuff to do when, when somebody dies, especially in your household. Like there's, you know, a lot of paperwork you have to do. There's arrangements for a memorial service. There's a lot of busyness. But when all of that subsides and the dust settles, what I say is, you know, take your space. Take your space for healing. Know that you are embarking on a, a journey of healing. And this means that life is going to change and you need to change with it. You need to create, you know, time for yourself to be in a cocoon, a safe place. Um, I say don't over-busy yourself. I say go on long walks in nature. You know, spend some time outside. Um, take long sea salt, Himalayan sea salt baths or Epsom salt baths, you know, do things that are gentle on your heart and soul because you're going to spend some time feeling your feelings and you don't want to repress or try and shove those feelings aside or numb out to them. What you really need to do is empty them and give yourself some time to go inward and allow those feelings to emerge through your tears and, and through your grief and you know, don't make grief the enemy. Like, grief is actually a very healthy mechanism. It's, it's an emotional um, response to loss. And so, so many um, people turn grief into the enemy, and it's not the enemy. Grief is, I always thought of grief as my friend. You know, grief came to empty out my feelings of loss. And if you empty out, ultimately what is replaced is something new. And something that you're very much ready for and you just don't even know it yet. And so that's what I say. Just hold on. It's beautiful. And that that reference that you made about emptying out and not um, suppressing it, that same client that, you know, lost her job, instead of allowing herself to process, she couldn't deal with it. So for a year, she repressed it by going 100 miles an hour taking on every nonprofit project she could think of, you know, volunteering for everything, and went into extreme crisis, emotional, spiritual, and physical. It whacked her cosmic two-by-four across all three realms. Because she had suppressed it, because she didn't allow herself to step into the grieving process, um, do you see that more often than not, this desire to not feel? Well, it's scary. You know, when when grief hits you, it it can feel like you're going under a very huge wave and that you might not emerge. And I think, you know, because our culture, um, there's so many cultures around the world that are so much more adept at how to deal with grief, you know, than ours in the Western world. Um, You know, we aren't taught that grieving is, is a natural process. We're not really taught to feel our feelings. And and that's the piece that you have to get comfortable with is feeling your feelings. It's so much a part of the hero's journey, too. I mean, in Joseph Campbell's work, you know, I, I actually want to just note him on the hero's journey because while I didn't depict his work in my book um, directly, I could see the parallel of choosing to be the hero and and the parallel to um, the hero's journey and the healing journey that they are very parallel. You know that on the arc of Joseph Campbell's work, there's an initiation that happens to put you on this this arc, he calls it, of the mythological journey of story as the hero. And, you know, certainly that's what happens in healing, that you, you find yourself, 
your life is shattered and you're on this new trajectory, this new life trajectory, you don't know where you're going, but you know that you're stepping into a new life. And this happens through loss. It happens through divorce. It happens through um, the loss of an identity of career. It happens through the empty nest. It happens in all sorts of different ways in our lives. But the, the whole point is that you have to embrace the journey. You have to be willing to step on. You have to know that that you are embarking on a journey. And, and that's why I felt so strongly about using that arc in, in the arc of healing as well. Because it works and because it helps, it helps people understand where they are, too, on, in the process. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like there's so many great works coming out for grieving. Like um, Christina Rasmussen is just doing profound work. I love that woman. Oh, I love her too. She's a great friend and such a hero, and she's doing profound work for people who are needing to start over in their life. And yet, I feel like even the work that I'm doing is a bridge to that. It's it's about. I asked her the other day. I said. Where does you know where does my work with um, from heartbreak to wholeness fit into this? And she said it, it fits into the part where you're really helping people rediscover their lives, and that's such a huge piece in moving forward from loss. Is is how do you rediscover a new life? How do you how do you go back to a place within yourself before this loss, before this change, before this career change happened, and and rediscover that person like who you were at that stage because all of this, you know, this relationship or this career filled up a whole piece of your life. It filled up a whole part of your journey. But then suddenly that big piece is gone. Who are you without that, you know? And how do you step in? How do you plug into life and how do you move forward? And and this book, From Heartbreak to Wholeness, is all about moving forward. It's not about moving on. You know, I, I make that very clear distinction in my own loss is I have never moved on from Richard, but I have moved forward in my own life, and that's what has empowered me. And I carry him with me every step of the way. That's another big piece of this book is I talk a lot about um, keeping your relationship close, not losing your love relationship. You know, you don't have, you just start a new relationship within the bounds of what it means to be in relationship to somebody who's no longer in form. And I really hope that this book encourages um, people on that level to not feel like they are losing that person permanently. Because I don't believe that we do. I believe, you know, I've, I've said this over and over to people, if your loved one could be anywhere when they're not in form, where do you think they'd be? <laughs> exactly. They'd be right there with you. <laughs> I believe that with my whole heart that they're never gone. No. <laughs> you know, we're always connected. And even in loss that um, that's not due to death, like the corporate loss, the job, the loss of a home. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, you know, finances, whatever it may be. It's learning how to recreate your life moving forward, right? So you don't get trapped in the story of what is. And so it's like you're awakening them to the possibility that still lies ahead. Yeah, you don't get trapped in the circumstances uh, in and of itself. You know, that's the, that's the difference, that these circumstances, of course, do exist and they have happened to you, but you don't get trapped in the story of what that circumstance means to you now. And, and you know, I always feel like it's, it's always the stories that we tell ourselves about what has happened that matters more than the actual occurrence. And so you look at what occurred, you know, like say my story, for example, is I looked at what occurred. Of course, my husband, he died. He died suddenly. It was unexpected. I'm not, I'm never going to change that part of the story. Yes, he died. But the part that I changed and, and changed immediately was, when he died, was I going to stay in bed with my covers over the head? Or was I going to honor his life and his life's work and my life with him by stepping into the journey and, and living my life in a way that could lead others, could stand for something strong versus something weak, could you know, take that story and wake other people up to their lives? These are the choices that the hero makes. Um, within the circumstances that they find themselves. And these are the choices that I unknowingly made in that, you know, I, I, just, I just realized as I was going through it, I am not a victim here. I am not a victim. I was never a victim when we had massive success in life. Like, I looked at that. I was like, well, I had massive blessings. I had massive success, tremendous love. Um, a blissful marriage, that, where was I a victim in that? Well, why am I a victim now? And that's, that's where I stood. I, I could not, I did not want to be pitied for enduring something that we all endure in life. I, I stood in it immediately. I said, look, this sucks, man. This is like, I feel so this terrible that I have to do this, but this is what I've been given. This is, this is a, a test. This is a life lesson. And boy, am I going to make it count for something. And that's what I really hope that people understand in their suffering and in their losses is that you have the choice to make this really count for something, really count for something big in your character, in your soul growth, and, and make it count for the rest of your life. Make it help you honor your life purpose and, and how you give back to the world. And I, as I shared with a friend is the love never ends. 
right? Because when we go through a loss, especially as you did, of a loved one, and you had have two daughters, and they were young at the time, and even so, you were you were teaching them the grieving process as you lived it, right? And giving yeah, them permission. Absolutely, you know, and and absolutely, you know, I I kind of went right to the spiritual because that's how I make meaning of things in in my world and. They weren't quite there, you know. <clears throat> they didn't want to see their dad as light, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, you know, I was, I was really in a different, uh, living very different dimension for a while, and and because I was just so cracked open and so awakened at such a, you know, deep level, and I was very primed for it, you know. Like our whole lives had been a spiritual journey and a spiritual quest, and so I was very primed for the spiritual, whereas they were not. They were young. They were fifteen or. 14, almost 15, and 17, almost 18. And they had to make that leap, you know, and and find their dad in their own way and find their relationship with him in their own way. And, you know, my daughter, Jazz, said something profound a few years ago. I asked her, you know, how are you doing, you know, uh, as far as daddy goes? Are you you missing him? And she said, Mom, I've never gone a day where I don't miss my father. But I have to say that now... After all these years, I'm just, I'm used to the feeling of what it feels like to miss him. And she said, but I don't go, I don't go a day without missing him. Mm, what wisdom. Yeah. Right. She was so aware of her feelings. She's very aware of her feelings. And if you ever, if anybody ever has a chance to read the tribute that she wrote to Richard on our website, um, on the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff website, don'tsweat.com. It's incredible if you go to the memorial site. She just wrote this beautiful tribute that became her college entrance um, essay um, for college, and it was is profound. It's, it's I will definitely go read it because I, yeah. I follow Jazz on Facebook. Love seeing the kids grow up. I remember when you had just one grandchild. Now you have <laughs> it's going to be five, right? Because she's yeah, she's going to have her have fifth a basketball team. I know, <laughs> and I just love watching. I love seeing joy in your life, right? Oh, thank you. Yeah, and, and I, you can I, feel it. It has been from the very beginning. I've I've been um, really blessed with a very rich journey on many levels. It, it hasn't all been easy. I've had my share of you know, difficult things that I share in From Heartbreak to Wholeness. You know, I call them, um, you know, you face your dragons on the arc of the hero's journey. And I definitely, I don't know if you remember the stalker and Oh, um, yeah. That was with your older daughter. Yeah. No, that's my younger daughter. Um, The stalker um, was with my younger daughter. He impacted all of our lives, but he was was really um, harassing my youngest daughter and myself for the most part, although he did his harassment on jazz, too. but um, I remember this. This is why when you were a columnist for Aspire, and exactly, you went through, no, and, and it dragged out for a long time. <laughs> well, he's he's been serving a um, four-and-a-half-year jail sentence. I don't know if you knew that. No, I'm glad he got, he, I'm glad he got sentenced. Yeah, he got sentenced, and I, I wrote about that in um, Chapter 4 in this book, The Jagged Edge of Growth, because... I really wanted to tell that story from my lens, not from the lens of the media and not from the lens of the victim, you know, and I, I really wanted to share that even amidst that horrific situation that I had going on in from the first year of grief, like from 11 months 
for seven years, we had a, a serial stalker that was harassing us in a hundred different ways um, all day long, all night long. I mean, it was pretty horrific, very horrific. And even amidst that, I, I had, you know, I had the courage to ask, you know, why has this shown up for me? Why has this shown up? And, you know, that's the biggest question, the bravest question that anyone can ask amidst any kind of adversity is, why is this here? What am I to gain from this? And, you know, the answer for me, looking back, was that he actually showed up to put me on the hero's arc and really solidify that I was not a victim in, in any circumstance. Really, in my own mind, show me just how capable and how strong I am to stand as the protector of my family. When I was at a point where I had gone 25 years and had never been without my man, and here, 11 months in grief, I meet this man on a plane, and suddenly he is stalking me and my family, harassing us, and I had to really stand up to him. And I did. And, you know, that, that was what I gleaned from it. That was what, what, why it showed up for me. Because you, know, you I, asked the question, though, Chris, you were willing to look at the crap to find the gift. Absolutely. To find the, the the reason behind why it was occurring. Exactly. Like the root cause of, you know, I really do believe that our life reflects, um, it's a reflective mirror of what's inside of us. And sometimes, sometimes the divine isn't all cheery roses. You know, sometimes what's inside of us is a dark shadow that needs to be revealed. And you know, and and it comes out in our life circumstances. And certainly for me, I knew that I needed to step up. You know, I needed to step up to the plate. I, I had to step up to the plate as the leader of my family. There was a lot of masculine energy I had to reclaim in my own life and integrate. Um, there were a lot of ways that I deferred um, aspects of myself to my relationship that I don't believe Richard did. I believe that he died a very whole and complete person because he kind of came in that way, whereas I had more healing to do. And so, you know, I just want to um, say one thing, and that when people say everything happens for a reason, that's true and it's not true. What's really true about that statement is that we find the reason why things happen. And we find the reason because we dare to ask that one question, how has this circumstance of my life shown up for me, not to me. Exactly. Wow, that that is the question. Because we can look and feel like a victim when something happens, but there's always a gift and what is happening, right? In every transition. And thank you for sharing that powerful question, Chris. And yeah. we're gonna jump over the break and we come back. You know, it's a book about heartbreak. And if there's anyone out there who says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm guarding my heart. I don't want to open up a book that faces the thing that I'm trying so hard not to deal with. When we come back, I w I'd love to hear what you would want them to know. And I'll be back in a moment with Christine Carlson, the author of From Heartbreak to Wholeness, The Hero's Journey to Joy, which you can learn more about at From Heartbreak wholeness.com a conscious lifestyle for a mindful life om times radio iom fm 
experience a homecoming to your heart. In the foreword of Dr. Deborah Rebel's new book, Being Love, how loving yourself creates ripples of transformation in your relationships and the world, Marcy Shimoff shares, the answer to our inner longing isn't finding love, it's being love. The practices that Dr. Deborah presents in Being Love are keys to opening your heart and receiving your divine birthright as a physical manifestation of love. Her techniques developed over years of successful private practice with her clients and from her extensive training in multiple disciplines are accessible, compassionate, and effective. Her message is powerful, and if you allow it, will change your whole life. Order your copy of Being Love today at beinglovebook.com and receive over 45 transformational gifts. Being Love is brought to you by Inspired Living Publishing. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.ohmtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Me, a cat moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. You're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm with Christine Carlson. And Chris, you know, heartbreak is something that many of us spend our lives avoiding. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to face it. And we sure in the heck don't want to live it. So for those who, you know, read the cover and, and see the title and go, oh, no, 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 I, I, this is going to make me feel, what do you say? Yeah, you know, I understand that because believe me, Linda, over the years, you know, I've stood in front of audiences of women and sometimes hundreds of them at a time. And as I tell my story, I look out among the faces and I think, oh, my God, they would rather have a root canal right now than listen to me. <laughs> because it's their worst topic, right? Their fe- their most feared topic. topic. Yeah, it's, it brings up so much fear and, and, and so much avoidance and What I would say to you is that this book is not a sad book. This book is filled with hope. This book is filled with courage. It is full of laughter. And, yeah, you will cry in a few places, but you will feel inspired by humanity by reading this book. You will feel inspired to step into any circumstance that is As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And, you know, that, that's what I would say is that this is um, a roadmap um, for anyone who just really wants to live an empowered life, you know, and wants to be prepared, wants to know, you know, because people ask me all the time, they say, well, you can't really prepare for loss, can you? And I say, yeah, actually, you prepare for loss and how you live. And this is a book about life. This is a book about how to step into your greatest life, no matter where you are. I talk about a couple um, in this book that they reached a point in their marriage where, you know, things had to change and they had a dynamic that wasn't healthy for both of them and they took a sabbatical and a, a, in their marriage and, you know, and they stepped back into on the journey of the hero's journey together eventually. And, you know, so this is not just a book for people who are experiencing the traditional heartbreak, you know, Couples go through heartbreaking times in their marriage all the time. And, you know, you have to renegotiate your marriage and your new dream and figure out who you are at this place in your life. And this book is about rediscovery, too. It's about rediscovering who you are at this juncture of your life. And so I really believe, like, if if you're afraid of the title, then you probably are the person that needs to read this book the most. If you have fear about it, then you need to lean into that fear because right behind that fear is some great revelation for you. And and you just don't know what that's going to be. But my guess is it's the people who are most afraid of pain and suffering and afraid to die. Those are the people that aren't really living. Those are the people that are numb. And there is so much joy amidst, you know, going through your heartbreak and sorrow and allowing those feelings to leave you will only be replaced by that much more joy. And if you're the kind of person that can't experience tears of joy, then you're the kind of person that needs to read this book because I was that person before my loss. I wasn't feeling my life as deeply as I feel my life now. I'm one of the most passionate, alive people now. But I wasn't living that way when my husband was alive. Can you imagine? I mean, I am so much more a match for who he was now than I was when he was here. And, you know, so think about that. You know, that drives me to help wake people up to their lives because, you know, I, I won't say that I'm ashamed because we can only be where we are. But I will say there was a tremendous contrast to me of what it felt like to feel all of life, I suddenly realized the great Cahill Gibran quote in The Prophet that your greatest joy is your sorrow unmasked. I really understood what that meant because I was in such deep sorrow, but then I would go through these periods of sorrow and then I would feel this bliss. And this was all happening in the first couple of years of my loss. I would go... I would just be traversing so many new territories within myself. And, you know, and and I will say that I'm now in a place where I wake up and I feel so much joy 
every day, even amidst this book launch. I mean, this is kind of a gnarly time for me. <laughs> yeah, good, good. I like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, ah, yikes, what am I doing? <laughs> it's a vulnerable time for author. You know, when an author launches a book, it's a vulnerable time, and especially a book like this where your soul is poured into it. Oh, it is. And I, you know, I question, should I write about the stalker? Should I not write about the stalker? Do I engrandize him by writing about him? Do I tell that story? But, you know, I'm a person that has to tell the story of my journey to empower others. And so I just, you know, I just decided, you know what? It's all there on the Internet anyways. I might as well tell it from my viewpoint, you know. Yes. <laughs> I might as well tell the true story that matters to my life and let people decide, you know, and let them decide how that works in their journey, you know. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It is, it's a vulnerable time when you come out with a book like this because it is a deep book and, you know, you, you, it's like having a baby and you get to that point where you know the labor is going to hurt but you're ready for it and... That's sort of like this. It is like that. I, exactly. Yeah. That's a perfect analogy. It's and there's no it's turning the back. Going to come out with three heads. <laughs> yeah, it's like this this concern of, and it's like the knowing of, especially where you're at in the launch. Um, the knowing that it's entered the birth canal. No turning back now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's hardback printed. It's ready to go and. You know, I've I've had a lovely publisher, St. Martin's Press has published it. They've been lovely and really fun, really easy to work with and you know, but you wanna do well for your publisher. You want you want you want them to feel really proud that they took on this book because you know, this is this is a deep dive and this is a deep dive book for people. It's it's a deep dive into their heart and soul and a very deep soul inquiry. I, I'd love to just touch on you know, the back of each chapter for a moment, Linda. Of course, I would love to. Yeah, it's actually like a workbook section in the back of each chapter. I, I guide you through a soul mantra, which is um, really an affirmation. It's a, it's a mantra to get you into a state of mind for a soul inquiry, which is a list of questions. And then that leads you to a transformational writing process. And it's not a transformational writing process for writers. It's for people to journal their story in a way that it becomes an empowered story. And I lead you through that process through the book. And this is a departure from my other books in the sense of I'm really giving you, like, my whole everything that I've learned and everything. And I I did really find that journaling was one of the most healing things that I could do in my process of healing and also in my early... um, Heartbroken Open Circles. Do you remember that book, Linda? I do remember that book. I, I gave it to my sister as a gift, along with your other one, um, An Hour to Live, An Hour to Love. Yeah, so that book was one of the um, early books in my loss. It was a memoir through loss to self-discovery. And I used to hold these Heartbroken Open Circles in my home. I did that for a couple years. Every month, a group of women would just come. They'd open my home, and we'd come and sit in circle. And we would just share our story. And I I started to really understand what I was doing was mimicking my own healing process by allowing people to come and talk about what had happened to them. But leading them, like, through that experience was always the idea that let's talk about this as, as if we're healing in the process. Let's not talk about this in a pitiful way, in a sorrowful way. Let's let's 
tell our story and, and be empowered as we tell our story on the journey. And I had no idea that I was really, you know, I, I really was setting people up to be the hero of their story and didn't know it at the time. You weren't and, using the terminology, but that's what you were doing. Exactly, exactly. And I, I knew that it would help heal people to have a venue to, to share. And certainly that's what I discovered along the way was that sharing and telling the story and, and then being able to come back and say, wow, have I healed? You know, I've really healed. And then to feel so much joy from from coming back from so much sorrow. So that's all in this book, too. You know, it, 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 it was part of my journey, so it's become part of the journey of stepping into, you know, being the narrator of your own story in a way that you're sharing it from the hero's lens. And so... I just wanted to share that because it's such a it's a very profound piece of this book that um, if you go ahead and do the work, it's going to really pay great dividends for you on your healing journey. I believe that. I truly believe that, you know, a lot of us, and I, I was guilty of it for many years, pick up a personal or spiritual development book and we're like, oh my God, and get all these ahas, put it down and never implement. And implement may not be the word, but never go deep. And I love that you're inviting them and creating the space in the workbook area of the book to read something, then pause, and then go within. That's where transformation takes place. Absolutely. And I I find, you know, I I actually recorded the soul mantras with some really beautiful music um, that are a gift. If you you purchase the gift and take your receipt over to fromheartbreaktowholeness.com, you'll get my voice and these recordings. It's about a 10-minute recording for each soul mantra, but I did that because I really want people to do those and then do this inquiry process right after, you know. And I think the whole thing might take you, you know, perhaps 45 minutes to an hour if you do it. But it'll be really profound if you get into that place within yourself where the mantra will take you there. And then you answer those questions right away uncensored. I think that's a beautiful process for people. Oh, I think that's a beautiful gift. What a gift that you're giving. And I want to give that URL as we come to a close. It's from heartbreak to wholeness.com. And I want to invite everyone, even if you're in a place right now where maybe you're not struggling with loss or, or transition, but maybe you have a friend or a loved one who is, order a copy of From Heartbreak to Wholeness as a gift for them. What a gift you can give someone, right, to help them navigate um, the waters as they, you know, try to reawaken to their life. So, again, that is from heartbreaktowholeness.com. And, Christine, is there any other piece of wisdom as we come to a close that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Anything that, that comes to your heart? Yeah, no, just to... Um to let you know that if you are suffering that, you know, there is an end point in, in time where it won't be so bad that when I said hold on, I really mean hold on. You're, you're going to emerge from this. You're going to emerge from these circumstances. And then believe me, I know, I know how hard it is. And I just want you to know that you're not alone, that millions of people around the world are suffering right alongside of you because the isolation piece of going through suffering is probably the worst part. And I just want you to know my heart is with you and um, many blessings on the journey. 
it's it's just a lovely, lovely journey that we're on in this life. But we have to grab, we have to grab onto life. We have to be alive, be awake to it. And I hope that this book really helps you. As I know it will, Christine. I know it will. So I want to invite everyone to go to from heartbreak to wholeness.com, order your copy for yourself and for a friend. This is a sacred gift that you can give someone to help them navigate one of the toughest transitions that we can all experience in life, the loss of our identity, the loss of a spouse, any type of transition that gets you to question the truth of who you are. I invite you to join me every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Inspired Conversations for more inspired conversations with extraordinary women like Chris. Until next time, choose love, choose joy, choose happiness, my friends. Blessings. Thanks for listening to Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy. Join our sacred space every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and meet leading female visionaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. Inspired Conversations with Linda Joy is a soulful venue where guests share the obstacles they've overcome, along with wisdom and lessons learned on their personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired Conversations to empower you on your path to authentic and soulful living. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.